Happy New Year, my podcast family. Welcome to 2022. Can you believe it? Although we're progressing, I guess I can say that with some hesitancy as far as the um, COVID virus. You know, we still have, you know, I guess some a ways to go until we get back to being totally normal. Probably we'll have to develop a new type of normalcy, but we're nowhere, we're not where we were back in 2019 at the onslaught of the uh, COVID virus, but we haven't quite come out yet. I pray that you guys out there are protected, that you're wearing your masks, and that you are able to get the vaccine. I think that's the only way that we'll be able to to beat the virus. I think it's going to be with us, almost like the flu, where you have to get an annual shot. But until we all do our part to keep each other safe, to keep our temple safe, and then to keep others safe, we're just not going to be able to get where we were. But I want you to know that I'm happy that you made it through to January 3rd, 2022. I'm happy that you are here with me. So what we're going to do is we'll do a little bit of recap and then we'll get right into the meat of today's episode. What have we learned thus far about the Holy Spirit, right? Upon the confession of our faith in Jesus Christ, we know that the Holy Spirit now lives within us in our hearts and that his role is to conform us into the very image of Christ. He does this, and this is what we've already covered, through giving us power, He instructs us in all matters of our lives, and he has equipped us, or he equips us, with special skills. Today we're going to learn how the Spirit speaks God's word to us. Ready? Okay, let's see what scripture has to say. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible, coming from Isaiah 29, I mean Isaiah 59, verse 21. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor the mouth of your offspring, nor the mouth of your offspring's offsprings, saying the Lord, from now and forever. 2 Samuel, verse 23, I mean chapter 23, verse 2. The spirit of the Lord spoke to me and his words was on my tongue. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 14. On the contrary, the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may follow it. John chapter 6 verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh provides no benefit. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. I want you to recall that the Old Testament, that in the Old Testament, the Spirit didn't dwell with men permanently unless it's stated specifically. As you read the Old Testament, you find those statements that refer to a person being filled with the Spirit or the Spirit fell upon them or the Spirit was with them. And you also read in the Old Testament where it says that the Spirit departs a person, King Saul when he kind of went rogue there's a statement that says the spirit of the lord of the lord departed him as with samson in samson and delilah you'll find those that same statement and so 
I think it shows us how in the Old Testament, although the Holy Spirit was there, it was present, it wasn't a permanent presence. People could tell when a person was filled with the Spirit of the Lord, and it stated that in um, the Old Testament. But for us as new believers, right, we are filled and sealed with the Holy Spirit, and that's a big deal. He's not going to depart from us. He's in us to conform us to being more Christ-like. But, and this is a very big but, we still have free will. So, because the Holy Spirit lives in us, doesn't mean that we're always acting upon his guidance, right? And we'll cover that, you know, about grieving the Holy Spirit in another episode. (laughs) Today, our scripture shows us how the Spirit speaks God's words to us. And understand that speaking God's word isn't necessarily hearing a voice from God. It can be, but it's more of a revealing or a bringing scripture to memory. And so let's discuss the first, the revealing. When something is revealed, it's as if... It was always there, but hidden. And then suddenly, ta-da, there it is, right? I want you to think back to a time where you were reading scripture. Let's say you were reading the 23rd Psalms. Most of us know that by heart, and so you'd be skimming over that. You've read it a hundred times. Then all of a sudden, suddenly, something stands out to you about that scripture, that same scripture that you've been reading over and over before. But now something is different. A word stands out to you. And you say to yourself, I've never noticed that before. That's the revealing of the Holy Spirit to you. And I know if we were actually in front of each other, whether it would be in a Zoom or in a classroom, I could ask by a show of hands of how many of you have experienced this. And I'm quite sure all of us would raise our hands. Right? That's the revealing. It's happened to me so many times. It's like you're looking at the same old scripture, but you're looking at it with new eyes. And the new eyes see something that the old eyes didn't. The amazing thing is this doesn't happen once, but as you mature in your relationship with the Lord and you continue to put your trust in him, This will happen numerous times because you're searching the scripture for God. You're communing with him and the Holy Spirit will bring things, highlight things in scripture where you're like, oh, ah, I didn't see that. That answers my question or that brings me peace. I think there's also as new believers, how God reveals if you're a new believer You don't know what to study, right? You don't know how to ask for guidance just yet. And so you open up your Bible going, okay, Lord, speak to me. And the applicable scripture is right there for you. That's still the Holy Spirit revealing it to you. You're a new believer, right? And God is going to show you that he is everything that you need. But we who are a little more mature... (laughs) We are to know how to study the Bible. We've been growing in our faith. And so we know more of the word. More of the word is 
in us and we know how the Bible has been organized. So the Holy Spirit will lead us toward a right passage, but we just can't open up a Bible and it fall to it. Because God's like, no, you're a little older now. That works when you're new in Christ. And he he shows the 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 newness of a new believer, right? He wants them to trust him. And so he makes it a little easier for us, right, when we're new. Because we're on shaky legs, right? We're still crawling. We not we may not even be toddlers yet. And so he wants he wants us to know that he's near and that we can trust in him. But as we grow, we develop that assurance on who he is and, that, and, and knowing that his presence is with us. We gain experience with him, you know, through going out, going through our life's journey. We know him to be faithful. And so he doesn't offer us that excuse to like, well, I just flipped open my Bible and then you'll get something that says, woe is me, you wretched. And you'll be like, okay, I was asking for peace. I don't think that's <laughs> what he was getting at. But know that that is the revealing. And it's, it's amazing when it happens. The second way is to bring a scripture or, yeah, a scripture to memory. But what that implies is that you've been in Bible study, that you've been reading your word, that you have pieces of God's word tucked within your memory. And I want you to let that sink in for a second. You're in Bible study. You're reading God's word. So let's say you have an issue, something that you're struggling with that's causing you anxiety. You've prayed on it. And then one day or maybe later that day or another day, who knows, you're going about your day and a scripture comes to your mind. A verse comes to you. And that verse gives you the peace or the solution that you've been struggling with. Um, You may know this as a a rhema word, R-H-E-M-A, rhema, right now, meaning it's the right now word for you in this moment. Now, as you study and you have God's words in your heart, it may seem natural to you to recall scripture, right? And applying them to your situation. But that's still the Holy Spirit working to immediately bring those memory verses to you to provide comfort. It's still, you can't take any credit for that. You can take credit, I guess, a little bit in wanting to study, but I don't even know if we can take credit for that. In our flesh, who really wants to study anything? Maybe studying eating a cake. That'd be about it. But everything is because God is prompting us. And as we grow in him, it becomes natural for us to dig into his word and for the scriptures to come out. But as we go through all of life's struggles, we need God's word in our hearts and the Holy Spirit because he knows he starts bringing them forward like a database in a computer where we're struggling with anxiety and he'll bring in, you know, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, you know, he'll just start bringing that to you to comfort you because he is the comforter. Or when you're having an issue and Lord, should I do this? He brings a scripture that speaks to a yes or a no or to a wait like he did um, with me. And so I, and I guess I can give you my example. So my example 
of the Holy Spirit speaking to me. He actually spoke to me through the Bible. And I didn't give that as an example, but that is an example. The revealing of the word or bringing a memory to verse, um, uh, a verse to memory. Well, it was a, a memory to verse. And I had been asking the Lord what it was I should do after I retired from the military. Most people who retire from the military, they go and they get another job. We're still relatively young and we still have a lot to, you know, offer businesses, agencies or whatnot. And so, and you're not ready to quote unquote retire, retire. You don't want to start using your retirement money so soon when you're in your early fifties or some people retire as early as late forties. And so you get another job and that's what I was planning on doing. When I heard the Lord tell me to wait, I ignored that. (laughs) And so then I learned that God could speak through scripture. And I had never done that before. So I prayed and I was like, okay, I want you to reveal it to me in your word. And I'm sitting at the table. And because I am of this um, society, the way we live now, we want things instantly. As soon as I prayed, I thought it would be like, go to Romans 8, 59 or whatever. And it wasn't. So I thought, oh, he'll probably reveal it tomorrow. Um, and when I go to church and the pastor will speak it. And all of a sudden these verses kind of started coming to me I was getting numbers at first I thought he said Luke 14 and I went to Luke 14 or Luke 7 I think it was and that was about Mary being told by the the angel Gabriel that she was going to have a son and I was like no I don't think that's answering my question but all of a sudden I kept hearing the numbers 7 14 14 7 and I'm like what 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 is that about And then all of a sudden, I remembered Psalms. And I went to Psalms 14. No, I went to Psalms 27. And it was the 14th verse, if I remember correctly. Definitely, you know, it was the 14th verse. And it's David where he said, Surely I will have perished if I had not believed in the goodness of the Lord on this side of the Jordan. And then verse 14 says, Wait upon the Lord. Again, I say, wait upon the Lord. And I was like, okay, I'm going to wait on the Lord. So then I went on about my business. But I'm thinking I'm waiting on the Lord to tell me where to get the job, you know, about a month, two months. Well, three months of not working was fun, but I'm like, okay, Lord, what are we going to do? So then I'm getting a little agitated. Okay, Lord, I've waited. (laughs) What's the deal here? I've waited. I need to hear from you. And I had flipped to a Joyce Myers sermon or teaching, whatever she calls them. And I I tape her, but I don't listen to her all the time. I used to listen to her all the time, but, you know, sometimes it's for a season. And I'm not saying that she's lost any of her anointing. It's just that I'm in the word doing other things. And so the need for me to go to her isn't as great as it was a couple of years ago. But I still tape her teachings because who knows and so this was one of those days and I was like Lord I haven't heard from you and I turned on her teaching and it said today we're going to learn about waiting on the Lord and waiting with a good attitude and all I could do was start laughing I was like I've heard you loud and clear three different times I am not going to ask you again that was in 2019 now we're in 2022 ask me do I have a job that answer would be no because he told me to wait. And now that I'm in seminary, see, I didn't know I would be in seminary in 2019. 
didn't know I was going to be in seminary in 2000, look, till June 2021, that I'd be in seminary this soon. There's no way I could have a job and do the workload that is required of me. But God knew, but he told me to wait. But he revealed it to me in scripture that second time. The numbers that kept coming to me. And then I remember hearing, I was like, wait a minute, I would not. And as I flipped, I was like, wait a minute, I think that's in. And there it was. So it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will bring things, God's word to you. And as we grow in our faith, the Holy Spirit continues to speak speak God's word to you. But not just to you, through you. I'm not saying that all of you are going to suddenly have your own podcast. I'm not saying that you're going to be called in what I'm using air quotes of traditional ministry. Traditional ministry being, you know, within a church. But we've already spoken about how everything that we do is a ministry. It's a service unto God. You are the Holy Spirit. You, you are the temple where the Holy Spirit resides. And so God will use you to speak to others. You're a mom, right, with kids. Well, the Holy Spirit is going to use you to speak God's word over your children, over your, over your spouse, over your husband as well. When a situation comes up in your home, and you allow the Holy Spirit to bring those scriptures to you or to give you direction. As I told you, you know, the Lord spoke to me and to going to Bill's pharmacy. He gives all sorts of direction to use you and to reflect upon. And you, your behavior will be different. So you speak all of those things to your children and to your to your spouse as you reflect upon the direction that you believe God is leading the two of you into your household, into decisions that you're going to be making. Husbands, you are the spiritual head of your families. You've been given this responsibility by God. When you look at your household, is it in chaos? It's a question. If it's in chaos, you have to look at your spiritual direction that you may or may not be providing. This is too serious of an issue for any of us to be laissez-faire with. I remember overhearing a parent one time they were speaking, and I can't remember who the person was. And it had to have been in church, like in a life group, but I was kind of on the side doing stuff. I wasn't really in the dynamic of the discussion. And I remember hearing a person saying, well, you know, with church, I give my children, I give them the option of whether they want to go to church or not. And I remember the response from the individual said, oh, so they don't, they choose whether they're going to go to the dentist or to the doctor and school? How did, like, what, like, how does that work? And I remember inside, I just cracked up laughing because I was like, that's a good one. Because we don't give them the option to do all of those other things. Why would we give them the option at such a young age to choose heaven or hell? Why would you not give them the option to choose heaven, to choose life, to choose Jesus? As parents, you're modeling what being an adult is like for your children. If you're a Christian, you're modeling what being a Christian is like. 
Now, you can't make them accept Christ, but you can live Christ-like before them. You can allow the Holy Spirit to direct you in helping your children, you know, raise up a child in the way that they should go so when they are old, they will not depart from it. How is the whole, How are you allowing the Holy Spirit to use you in your home? If everything we do is a ministry, we need to recognize it as such. You don't have to be called to a church to serve God. We serve him in our day to day. And so, and I'll tell you of this prompting of how the Holy Spirit, you know, starts leading you and, 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 and using you, not just for yourself. I remember I was in Hawaii and I'm a people person now. I used to not be just because I was relatively shy. <laughs> not so much now. And uh, so I, you know, know different people. And there was a non-commissioned officer um, who worked with um, what we call retention. So on the um, non-commissioned side, every they, they sign contracts like every three years. And then you can kind of like renew your contract, so to speak. And sometimes they get bonuses or whatnot. And so he's the person who, who would do that. On the officer side, we don't have that. Either you make rank or you don't. <laughs> and if you don't make rank, you have another year to make rank. And then soon you'll kind of fall on off. But, and so I chit-chatted with him from time to time. And I remember during one conversation, his wife was having some kind of problems. And I don't, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about it, but I just remember him talking about that. People usually tend to talk to me about all sorts of stuff. And so I remember I was leaving for the day and I was walking by his office and uh, I remember just being led to go in there and say hi, go in there and say hi. And so I went out, I was like, hey, Sergeant, I don't even remember his name now. Oh, hey, how's it, how's it going? Oh, well, ma'am. And, you know, he started talking. Next thing I know, I'm being prompted to sit down. So I sat down. And he's talking to me, and all of a sudden he starts sharing with me that I think his wife, she had cancer, and I think she was, the cancer was back, or there was a surgery, I, but it wasn't looking good. And I heard the Holy Spirit, this was a voice that I heard say, pray for him. Now, I've only had like three, four conversations with this man. I don't know whether he's Christian or not. And so I'm being like Moses, and I'm telling the Holy Spirit that I don't know this man I don't know if he's a Christian or not and you want me to do what and and so he's continuing to talk and he's looking at me as if I'm listening and I am but I'm also having a conversation with the Holy Spirit I can't pray for this man I don't know him I don't know him I don't know him I don't know him but the urging was too great and I had mature enough to know I had already not done what the Holy Spirit had asked me to do years before. So now I know do what the Lord asked you to do. And so as the conversation trailed off, I said, I'm a Christian. (laughs) I said, do you mind if I pray with you? And his immediate response was, please. And so I prayed with him. I don't even know if I was able to come back and see what the outcome was, but I did what God had asked me to do. The Holy Spirit was leading me to minister to that man. And I know I've said this over and over and over again. Our lives are to bring honor and glory to the Lord. And when you do that, God will 
use you when you make yourself available to him. He may be asking you to pray for someone that you don't know of. And it is scary at first, mainly because for me, it's the spirit of fear and rejection. Even though Jesus said, hey, they've already rejected me, they're going to reject you. (laughs) That doesn't necessarily give me comfort. (laughs) That makes me want to turn around and run. And that's when the Holy Spirit equips you with power, right? But if I... So the rejection and the fear, right? That's the main reason why I, I give a whole lot of pushback. And then it's like, well, what if I say something wrong to the person, right? But if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do something, then that means he's already set it up, right? (laughs) They're not going to say no. I can't tell you that um, they won't say no sometimes. Maybe so, because maybe you're getting a little zealous and you didn't hear the Holy Spirit. Or maybe it's a test, like when the Lord tested Abraham with Isaac and asked him to sacrifice it. Maybe it's just to see. And it's not for God to see. He knows. It's for you to see how far you've come along with Christ. Right? So, being obedient, I can tell you, most times when I listen to the Holy Spirit, every time when I listen to the Holy Spirit, and was, you know, obedient and did what he asked me to do as far as pray for an individual, because I've done it before now, They've always been accepting of the prayer. I haven't had anyone tell me that they do not wish for me to pray for them. But there are some times where you can get off kilter and, and, and you think that you've heard heard God and you really didn't. And so my example of this is I was in uh, stationed in Hawaii. I had just gotten there. And I used to go for, I still go for walks on Saturday wherever I am. But, you know, I'm in, I was in Waikiki in a little apartment until the house was ready. And uh, I'd walk down this canal street. And the first time I walked there, first couple of times, there were a lot of homeless not a lot of homeless people, but there had to be about six or seven homeless people who were kind of near the canal. And I remember I thought, ah, the next Saturday, I'm going to take them sandwiches. I went out and bought bread. I had cold cuts. I had potato chips. I put an apple in there and a bottle of water. I did this all on my own. And I think I had maybe 20 bags of lunches. I was so excited, a little nervous too, but excited to be able to go and do this and when I went down there from a walk there wasn't a homeless person there do you hear me not a homeless person in sight and I was like well what is going on with this personally I thank the Lord and God I mean our Savior and the Lord they were just chuckling because they may have found it funny I did not And so I'm like, I ended up, there was a man just sitting on the bench and I was like, would you like a sandwich? He was like, well, not really. I was like, would you please take one (laughs) so I can just say I gave one away? So I don't think that was the prompting of the Holy Spirit, but it showed me where my heart was, right? My heart was in the right place. And I know God was pleased with that. He was like, look, my girl go out and make sandwiches, even though I didn't tell her to do that. But that's that's what she will do. (laughs) So to wrap things up, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. But you must be open and you must expect to have the word revealed to you. You must expect 
for him to reveal things to you as you're reading or to bring things to your memory as you're walking along. Be expectant as you experience your ups and your downs in this season. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal how much God loves you and to remember that he's equipped you for this season. Be expectant of the revelations, as I said, as you read God's word, as you go throughout the day. You can speak to the Holy Spirit and ask him for illumination. You can do that. I speak to the Holy Spirit all the time. When I'm drafting these episodes, I'm like, all right, Holy Spirit, I'm going to need you to show me what we're going to say. How are we going to tie these things together? And he does that. Ask him for direction and revelation. I ask him to help me unlock my creative side when I'm writing, you know, nonfiction or fiction. I do all that kind of stuff because he's here to equip me. Doesn't have to be with quote unquote church things. I am God's child. Everything that I do is to bring honor and glory to him. I ask him for help with the papers for my own for my courses. So you can ask for assistance. He's there. And he likes hearing you ask for it, knowing that you recognize that you need the help. He likes being busy. So I'm encouraging you to put him to work. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for 2021, I mean 22. We thank you for bringing us through another year. We know some people didn't make it this far and we lift up their families who are grieving. Me, for one, as I still continue to miss Mama, but knowing that she was up there with you brings me great comfort. We ask, Father, that you allow us to be expectant of all the good things that you have in store for us. The good things of knowing that we are loved unconditionally. The good things of knowing that you will never put us in a situation that you've not equipped us to come throughout victoriously. The good news of knowing that we can put all of our trust in you and that you are faithful and you will be there for us. That you will never leave us or forsake us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit and I ask, Father, that each and every one of us acknowledges the fact that we need the Holy Spirit to help and guide us and to allow us to hear him when he speaks to us. And then, Father, help us to be obedient to what he tells us to do. Thank you for your love and your strength. Thank you, Father, for helping us and speaking to us and not leaving us alone. We love you and we praise your name. Let everything that we do, Father, bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my dear caregivers, go and minister the act of caregiving and the